shut up, you listen to my monkey mouth. As a companion, when you got pun on the canoe route, popped in a portal and got in a fight. Elias knocked him out. Bow, Marco fighting style. Bow, you'll see he tapped out. Bow, we win, we get crowned. Monkey mouth, monkey mouth, monkey mouth, monkey mouth. Alrighty, everybody, welcome back to the Ones Who Woke Up podcast. This is Joshua, as always, and today I've got with me. Yo, it's your boy, Chef Boy RG, your boy from the K, from 254, Vontae Galaxy. Happy to be here, you know what I'm saying? So, this is probably going to be everybody who's listening to this podcast first time being exposed to you, so why don't you tell everybody really quickly, uh, you know, where where they can find you online, uh, where they can find you out in the real world, and how they can support you online and abroad. Uh, Appreciate that. So, um, the base platforms, you know, Instagram... Twitter, Snapchat, the the ones that they probably talk about on the other social media apps themselves um, is Vonte Galaxy. So V O N T A Y G A L A X Y. Um, you can find my old huddle tape. You want to see me play high school football on huddle dot com. Um, That's dope. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna have to do that. <laughs> Check, check out the old film, you know what I'm saying? Bruh, dude? I wish that we still had my old film. <laughs> Bruh, me and my little squad, I went to a little 1A high school. I went to school in Granger, mm-hmm. and uh, we almost won the state championship. We uh, we came like one game short or some shit, something like that. I don't know. I've done a lot of drugs since then. I don't remember. <laughs> I I know we went real far, and everybody was real proud. Dude, let me tell you the exact opposite happened to my school. We went 0-30. Oh, my God. Dude, we were... How do you, <laughs> how do you do that? Like I, I'm actually sincerely curious because my team we won. Like we always won from middle school to the time we graduated. We won. Like I only experienced like a winning a winning culture in in, in football. So like what is what was that like Dude. going 0 and 30, bro? How does we like what? How does that feel? Dude, it's bad. You can't you can't you can't be taking it very serious at that point, right? Like you gotta you gotta kind of let it go just for it not to drag you down, right? There's some games. There were some weeks where we thought we might have a chance. You know, you have like two or three of those. Fuck, dude, was, that, mm, that that hurts. But, mm, mm. but there's some games <laughs> where you go to bed on Sunday knowing on Monday you're gonna be pissed waking up having to practice. Like, bro, we're not beating Carpus Cove. Like, we're not beating uh, like. We played um a team called Midway, and they're in Waco. So like, I'm familiar. These... I actually went to school up at TSTC in Waco. Okay, so I'm familiar with Midway. So you know, that's like all the people who parents like went to Baylor and like have that kind of money. All their kids play at Midway. Like their colors are red, white, and blue. Their band stuff matches. Like you, you just know you. You just know you're not gonna win, bro. Like the worst thing is like they're just too well funded. You know what I'm saying? Like it's going our, down, dude. It's, and then it's like, okay, you would hope we'd have. They got the more white boys on steroids. Let's go, bro. It's a, a slender, tall white boy named like Dalton. You know what I'm saying? Who can just for some reason he prefers playing baseball too. Like everyone there, plays like he's he's baseball. getting drafted to the MLB. Just those 90 yard bombs on y'all. The cornerbacks aren't even used to running that far. They're thinking shit's chill, and all of a sudden it's a touchdown. Yeah, I'm sure we sent, and I said this many times. We probably sent more boys to college playing against us than, like, for us, easily. Like, y- like y'all were the highlight reel that someone was like, wow, what he did against <laughs> those guys, we need that on our football team. Yeah. Then they got there and realized that y'all were just dog shit and that guy's really not capable of doing that <laughs> against anybody it's of any like, talent. Uh, it's like, you know, he was good in that one game. They were probably like, bro, we've seen a lot of these films on this guy. Like, this guy right here, like, no, the other team. Like, we see these uniforms a lot in these films. Listen, he's a... 
those guys who did who only did well against y'all and who didn't really do well in college, those are the guys who coaches would say had flashes of greatness. Mm. They had flashes of greatness against teams like you. Damn. That's facts, man. Fuck those guys. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, uh, we uh we beat Holland, one of our rivals, like a local fucking small town, same in district team. We beat them on their homecoming seventy to nothing. It was fucking brutal and like we would put our backups in bro and <laughs> like we, we were running a split back veer offense oh damn and so we were just down blocking on three techniques who were a quarter my size all game it was it was it was bad it was unfair we were putting up like 400 yards rushing a game well coached <laughs> oh man they had us beating the shit out of one another like they, it was it was wild bro it had me ready to quit i was like fuck this this is too much as we were i mean i, I tell you what there, there's this guy named Jeremy Steglich, who I don't know if he even still exists or not. He doesn't. He's not on social media at all. Just a real oddball type. If you're not here, RIP. If you are, follow the channel. Know what I'm saying? Shit. Give me a follow. <laughs> hey, you I know see, what I'm saying? You see, ungrateful if I, motherfucker. If I see G Steglich, gives me a follow. I know what's up, bro. I know you're still alive, bro. Put uh, up the bad signal, bro. Let me know if you're still kicking it or not. I'm saying, um, drop a comment or something. Yeah, be like, I'm still, I'm still alive. <laughs> he was always so soft spoken, but. Our coaches, for some reason, thought that the best way to coach us and get us ready for like the type of plays that our that the, our adversaries were going to be running, they would say we were going to run an off tackle play, right? The, the 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 practice team, they would run a fucking blitz right at the play every time. But for like they always ran the perfect play for the defense to stop the play, and so there was one time where like the guy to the left of me was supposed to be pulling. And so I was having to step down real, real hard on Jeremy Seglich, you know, because it's up to me to keep him from getting in the backfield. And he's over there and the guy's having to like cross his face to pull around him. And it's like a difficult block to make. Mm -hmm. Because you're having to kind of get around the guy as you're pulling. Well, I have to get in front of him. I have to shoot off so fast that he can't make it into the backfield and disrupt his pull. So like you got to be quick. I'm fat ass. So like quickness wasn't my thing. So I'm like really trying to get it right now. And, uh, and they sent this motherfucker on a stunt right at me, bro. And we stepped right into each other, right out of our stances and hit each other so hard that we broke each other's helmets and just both set each other on our asses. Like we hit each other and just went and sat on, and sat on our asses and both saw stars for God knows how long. And I looked over at Jeremy and the first thing he says is your helmet. And my helmet was, I guess my helmet was busted. And I told him your helmet, his helmet was just completely shattered. And, like, bro, we shattered our helmets out of three-point stances because they were running stunts directly at plays perfectly. You know what I'm saying? And it's and like y'all were, like, what, probably 16, like 16 to 17 at the time. Dude, CZE's fucking crazy. If you bro, think about that, coaches are probably happy as shit. Like, that's what we call hitting out here. Them boys are sitting They were so pumped. Bro. Oh, they were, like, oh, bro, like, the fact that we were hitting so hard that we broke our helmets in practice was, like, a reason for the coaches to get crunk and inspire everybody else to hit harder, too. Um, yeah, and uh, and there was no such thing as a concussion. You didn't get concussion. You got stingers. Only star players got concussions, and they were mad when it happened. The whole like, yeah, I'd be like, I'll tell you what. I saw guys like vomiting and having hard times, and being told they were having stingers. You know what I'm saying? Like the the. I mean, I would say I I blew my hand apart. I shattered several bones in my hand, and the trainer told me that I had uh, just sprained a ligament, and had me play the rest of the game with just a devastated hand. Like the, the the training that we were getting and like the the the, the medical <laughs> the medical professionals were not medical professionals. It you was mean the girl I had in Spanish the next fucking period, bro. Like yeah, I mean all respect yeah. to the trainers. Like they was always showing love. Like they always helped out. But 
No, definitely. Like we're all just students here doing the damn thing. You know well, saying? we had a dude who is paid. He, he, I think, it was doing it as a plug. He he ran a chiropractic business out of the town next over, mm. and I think he would come in on Fridays and like, well, I'm y'all's fucking person who does this, and they just raked in cash, being the guy who like served the football players. At, you know, like I need to go see so and so. You know, my back's fucked up, and he'd go. They go see him as the chiropractor because he would come in and be our trainer. Like I'm certain it was just a fucking lick for that guy. In retrospect, oh, definitely, he definitely had the system going on, bro. If you can find you a little slice of heaven, that's what I tell people, man. If you ain't, you ain't gotta have everything everywhere all the time. You can find your little slice of heaven. If you can just be the guy that gets tires to the dealership, or you know, you can be the guy or the woman or anybody, individual, whatever one wants to call themselves nowadays, that can just make the connection from point A to point B. Like, you can definitely make your own slice of heaven. There's some guy right now in my, like, in my hometown who owns a barbershop where it's just one share. It's just him. And he has clients that come to him all day. He don't see nobody he don't want to see. He don't, he works when he wants to work. He's not the most famous barber. In our area, he's pretty known. He's very known. People are definitely wait outside and book him. You know what I'm saying? But people get so upset because they ain't got the comparison. Comparison is the thief of joy, man. People. I saw a thing that said it's wild how social media has desensitized us to uh, to support, right? Like, you you make a post, right? Homie homie makes a post for his barbershop, gets 15, 16 likes, cares, and heart reacts, right? That don't feel like a whole lot because you see people getting millions, but like, bruh, if 16 grown-ass adults walked up to you and looked you in the eyes and said, bro, that's awesome. I love what you're doing. I think it's so dope bring you to fucking tears and that's happening like that's the intention that those people have when and and so it's just wild how people have been desensitized and how like the 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 meaningfulness has been lessened whenever people try and go out of their way to be kind you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like it's it, because it, it doesn't feel the same like i can even say it like bro five i get i post a meme get five reacts it's like yeah but like if I posted a meme and like literally you, him, and like three other people in this room were all like, "Bro, it's so dope," and like gave me high fives, it would feel totally different. You know what I'm saying? Do you think sometimes we feel different if strangers like our stuff on social media than our friends? Cause like I, I feel like my friends generally, my friends are pretty supportive of the music I do, the the shows I put on. So I'm like, when they show me love, unless it's like an abundance at once. I don't feel it as much, but if, like, someone who I kind of know, who is like, oh, I met you, I met her through him and him, like, they really don't know me, but they know of me, mm-hmm. and then they, like, like it in common, I feel different, okay, this person that kind of knows me sees the, it's like, well, sees it, well, instead it, of people that always see me. It's a different value that you've achieved, right? It's it's one thing to uh, get the to get the good job from somebody who you already know and that already knows you and that already knows you're doing a good job versus convincing somebody who's never told you it before to say it for the first time right like there's something to uh having won someone over right like that's a that's a new person who's now going to be part of the people who like support you and are kind and you know they're like part of the little tribe now right and so that's that's a it's a different itch where you're you're almost getting to like welcome a new person into your little digital tribe right whereas um you know getting a getting a, a like from someone who's been doing it for three years that's just like that's homie you know what i'm saying and so 
uh, there's it's the difference in uh, you know getting a high five from your homie you've been high fiving every day and getting a high five from someone you just got your first high five from with and it's like oh that feels good I think we're gonna do more high fives <laughs> you know what I'm saying the potential for these high fives is astronomical feel me like if you if you replace fucking social media reacts with high fives in real life it like suddenly starts making a lot more sense definitely that makes that makes more sense that's when my uh, my choir uh, director told me this uh, we were talking about you know someone had got through a heartbreak some bullshit I forgot what happened. But they were like, we were talking about, um, she related love to money. And she was just like, if someone told you that a bank is always losing someone's money, would you trust them? She was, and we were like, you know, generally no. She's like, well, if I told you someone was always messing with someone's feelings, would you go to their, would you mess with them? I was like, no. We're like, okay, yeah. But they were like, it sounds easy when you talk about it and just like on paper. But once you go to a bank and they fuck with money, you can take it out pretty easy. But you mess with somebody and they mess with your emotions. Kind of hard to retract it, you know what I'm saying? So you're yeah, yeah. There's there's like, long term baggage that comes with that, whereas there it's very much more just like short term transactional mm-hmm. with a bank. So uh, it's not a true apples to apples comparison, but I understand mm-hmm. there, there's there's something truthy that they're pointed at, and I think that I think that people need to understand about the subject of truth that our monkey words are never going to get there. Oh, at all. Like there's there's something beyond what our like every time that we 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 articulate something to one another it like just hopefully creates an image in your brain that looks similar to an image that i have in my brain you feel me Mm -hmm. that's all we're really trying to do yeah because like truth is all about perspective as well you know what i'm saying yeah like because this thing like the camera could fall right now and if i expect like yo it just fell i don't know what happened but you know what i'm saying from your perspective you could be like oh no like somehow this tripped and this came out you know mikey moved and it pulled the cable and it tripped it or something exactly it's all about well, perspective. It's like technically, like we're both not lying, but what I saw was different than what you saw. Now, if like if that was the one part because this table's messing up that I couldn't see, I'm like, well, I don't know if he's lying or not, but it adds up, and I can't say if it was false or true. But that's not my truth. I can live by. So, what, one of the one of the easiest examples of that is if I were to set a six out right in front of me, it would look like a nine to you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so you're seeing a nine. You are tr- truthfully seeing a nine from the perspective that you're sitting at. And I'm truthfully seeing a six from the perspective that I'm sitting at. And it's literally not the same value. Mathematically, it is, and logically, it is not the same thing. But we're both speaking objectively, truthfully from our perspective, right? Okay. And so there, there's a ton of shit like that. And uh, I took a, a huge dose of LSD one time. I thought you going to say a huge dump, but that's way better. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> some. so I had a guy try to explain to me that apparently when you take LSD, you're supposed to take a huge shit. And... I don't. I've never done that, and so I don't know. But so it, it's per, <laughs> a, an adjacent topic, I guess. Right? Like, oh, there's. I can't remember. His, I can't remember who it was. I've had so many guests at this point, but I'm certain someone will hop in a comment and let us know. But there was someone in here who is gonna fucking be like, "Fuck yeah, the LSD shits." But uh, <laughs> either way, um, I was communicating. I had had this wild experience, and I was communicating with the galactic consciousness. Mm. And I was asking it what the purpose of life was. And I'll give you one opportunity to answer that question. It's a four-letter word. What's the, what's the purpose of life? Live. It's close. It's love. I mean, for the answer I got was love. Mm-hmm. Right? But it didn't say love. It showed me this amazing shape. Like, I was sitting in a tub looking up into just pure white, and someone dropped in a drop of pink food coloring at me. You know what I'm saying? Just like a wild emerging shape and eventually got to a point where it kind of stopped emerging and kind of 
turned rigid and uh and it was like glistening almost and um and it's this was the form of love this was this was this was the gal- this is what the galactic consciousness thinks of as love whenever it thinks of as love and um you know to, to kind of bridge the gap between where i'm at and, and where we're going imagine you know if, if you could take your perspective of what love was and turn it into a two-dimensional snapshot right and his could do the same and mine can do the same and eventually you get enough of those two-dimensional snapshots to where you can make a shape with it right you can eventually form a cube out of these two-dimensional snapshots right that are our mind's eyes truthiest truth that we can offer on what love is and in the center of mass of that shape is like the point from which truth emerges and that's where truth really is right and these perspectives that i'm describing are more or less just windows through which one can look into that point of origin to try and better understand what truth really is but that's about as close as we can get and so the same thing that we just did with those you know however many pieces are required to make a cube uh six you know the the six pieces that you or eight whatever i don't fucking know Numbers. six yeah it's six uh, the, you know the six pieces that you need to make a cube instead of it being six it was however many pieces there were for everything that had ever lived that had ever had a perspective on what love was ever in the history of every universe that there ever had been and uh i was able to go and look through all of these different perspectives and see what love meant to like someone in the roman times and what someone a being that lived on a planet where they breathed hydrogen you know what i'm saying and and the water was made out of methane you know what i'm saying and like there's a there's a huge huge spectrum of what love can mean but it all kind of emerges from this central point and i think that like i said there's no real getting to it and i think that if we could all understand that there's no real getting to it and just try our best and not get so hung up on being super concise all the time and just get a point across we would all be a lot better off you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so with that you were i know you said yeah take two i know with that you were kind of explaining that you guys are going through different visions and different bodies and different eras through time and see what different entities all felt about love and i know you were saying it's technically not one thing you're saying it's not concise it's not one answer because our minds can literally never understand that well so, it, 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 there is a beholdable thing that every single living thing gets to develop for itself and that's as close as that thing can get so that's right? gonna be my next question so now that when you come back to this to, to our metaphysical right here to what we are living in this moment on this plane yeah what does with that new knowledge you have obtained from the other planes what do you use that knowledge to help input that in your in this plane you're in right now well uh the main thing is that for love yeah well so the main thing i learned is that uh the universe is infinite yeah Mm -hmm. and so the main thing that's causing it to split off into slightly variated forms of itself is every time a sentient being makes a conscious decision right that's what's causing it to go pop 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 every time i decided to go making pop things in my hands there's a version of this where i did that there's a version of this where i just made the noises right and down to when i decided to blink when i decided not to down to when i decided to brush my hair right before we got on camera versus when i decided not to every little every little decision that gets made splits things into alternating versions of itself and the primary crux of that right mm-hmm 
there's like a fork in the road at every single one of those moments. And the primary thing that's happening is you're having to make a choice whether you're going to operate out of the principle of love or out of the principle of fear. And if you choose to live in love, you're going to get hurt. It's going to be a wild ride. But at the end of this whole playthrough, you're going to look back on this thing and you're going to be real, real satisfied with it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just all it comes down to, right? Like you just buckle yourself in for a little bit of heartache because it's going to come. You know what I'm saying? You're going to get done wrong because you're going to treat people lovingly that necessarily didn't deserve it or True. really that needed True. it worse than anybody, right? And that just ultimately didn't reciprocate it back to you in a way that you'd expect and it creates tension in relationships and you wind up going your separate ways and it hurts, right? That's the worst case scenario is that you're going to hurt because you loved, right? And the thing is that you, you, you people are going to either choose to love because they love for love's sake or they're going to choose not to because they're afraid of the ultimate conclusion of love which is grief right like if you love fully you're gonna grieve at the end Mm -hmm. right like whether the y'all split ways because y'all have falling outs or because you know you wind up dying or whatever happens like ultimately bro there winds up being grief at the end of that tunnel every time Mm -hmm. and people are averse to that and so they wind up choosing fear instead and they wind up leading lives that they wind up being very disappointed with and that's the main that's the fucking point of this podcast is to get that point across is that we all need to live in love and that we're all going to lead satisfying lives if we choose to do so man i can't lie you kind of preaching right now you kind of really described like what i've been going through the past couple months like the alone relationships like romantically within my family within a whole bunch of stuff man and i feel like when you're not lying like there really is love and fear when i was younger i definitely would have said like love and hate but Hate is just fear. You know what I'm saying? Things you don't know. You that's know just the results of it, right? Mm-hmm. That's just like the, that's the that's the response to mm-hmm. the fear, right? And it's the oh 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 woo, and like it's just a, it's it, yeah. we're bro, we're fucking monkey people, bro. Like we like bro, like watch the way chimpanzees respond to shit, and look at the way we respond to shit, and it is like bro, fucking obvious that we've we're outfitted with. You know, primate motherfucking bodies, bro. We've got we've got higher eight bodies. That's and you don't line. notice how much it is until like you really start getting those emotional states and things you're not used to. You know what I'm saying? Putting yourselves in those situations that you're not used to, like one, like the ones that come once in a lifetime or once in a while or not too often. Either way you want to phrase it or say it, but the ones know, that really test you. You know what I'm saying? Because you're not the lying. ones that really matter. The big tests. You, because you can be good 99 percent of that time, but it only takes one. What was that? What was that old phrase? It only takes one. It only takes one dang nabbit to erase 99 attaboys. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> that's perfect. That's yeah. beautiful. I mean, and that's true. It really is, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, my, my big thing is that mistakes happen. Oh, definitely. You know, as long as it's all about intention, right? Like, if you if you were well-intended and trying and someone deceived you and it led to you hurting somebody you know, or whatever, like, that is what it is, man. Like, shit like that happens. You know, and there's times whenever you're just not aware of all the variables or you're not able to calculate the way you need to and you just do things wrong and people get hurt mm-hmm. and that's okay right like people can forgive you especially if if everybody's honest with each other and they understand that you were operating out of love and you were trying to be loving in your own way and that it just kind of didn't turn out the way we were all expecting or hoping like that's chill bro it's all about intention and and one of his favorite things to say is that uh the the road to hell is paved with good intentions but i don't <laughs> I, I don't feel that way i feel like the road to heaven is paved with good intentions man like as long as you're sincerely trying that's all you can motherfucking do bro and like yeah people are gonna get hurt along the way but you know what also happens bro our red blood cells are at constant warfare with our white blood cells mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like there's certain 
there's certain stuff that happens that is just required for our higher self to maintain homeostasis and unfortunately suffering is one of those things it happens bro and the muslims have a saying about it they say in life only sunshine makes a desert is that does that hit for you I mean, I, I can I can hear it, but I need it to resonate so, with me. So the, to explain a little the, bit the idea is that you, you can... Oh, Dolph, R.I.P. Bro. R.I.P. Dolph. Man. Oh but but what, 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 that's that's a heavy thing. What were we just talking about? What was I just talking sun about? Sun in the desert. Sun, sun, uh, sun only makes a desert. Oh, okay, yeah, the, the Muslim proverb. So, they pussy it, man, it, call you boss, but they can't call you king because that's Dolph. Man, so many, so many bangers. He said he was bulletproof, and it turns out he was not. But, um, you know, big respect. Love him to death. Literally. Love him to death. Love him in death. Literally, man. Like, I, 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 had, I had sincere love in my heart for that guy. I have unconditional love for everybody. Um, but that's, that's, part of the, that's part of the whole shtick. But, so, y- you, can, you can metaphorically attribute values to emotional states right and so uh sunshine can be uh basically equivocated to good times mm-hmm. right you're enjoying yourself right and rain can be equivocated to bad times right you're not enjoying yourself you're having a bad mm. time right and if you only have good times your emotional landscape is going to be a barren desert because mm. there has been no environment nourishing bad times you have to have that backdrop of something that wasn't good for you to appreciate the good times so good and good and bad are literally mutually arising concepts and if you only experience the good then the only way that you can feel good you know after a while this ecstatic state is just your normal and so then you have to start chasing weird shit to create the feeling of ecstasy in what would be normally considered an ecstatic state you know Chasing what I'm saying? Dragon. Hell yeah. Yeah, and so and so that's how you get people who are just burnt out, right? Because they just been riding high for so long and the only way that they can actually feel high anymore is they gotta go do eccentric wild shit. They gotta go fucking ride the Lolita Express and go out to fucking the middle of fucking the Caribbean and fuck kids and what the fuck ever else. These people who have that level of access and who that actually never experience any grief or discomfort have to wind up going and chase down. Like the shit that really like it happens, you know what I'm saying? And that's what, that's what leads to that type of depravity is people literally in search of ecstasy because they lead such enabled lives that there is no ecstasy left for them except for chasing it into weird places. Definitely, man. Plus, once you do so many things so many different times, you can only eat so much. You can only go so many places. You can only drive, ride. And you know what I'm saying? Even on my birthday today, I was telling, like, I was talking about Which, people. by the way, cheers. Oh, yes. Happy birthday, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Doosh, doosh. I was telling my people, I was young like, man. I was like, last year I was in Nigeria with my ex. I was like, year before that I was in um, New Orleans. Year before that I was in Houston. Year before that I think I was in California. So I've traveled for my birthday most of the years, and this year, like, I had just moved out of my old spot into my new spot, uh, and then I I've got a lot of things kind of situated over the past month and a half, and I was trying to figure out what I was gonna do for my birthday, and I I literally trying to figure this out since. My birthday said so my birthday is February tenth. That, that's when we're recording this, y'all. We're February 9th, February tenth. I've been trying to figure out what I'm gonna do with my birthday for like six weeks, and I still couldn't figure out shit. Cause I like I didn't. Now that I didn't want to do anything, be ever just been in a in a, 
a joyous kind of happy state and like i don't like to use the word content too much because i feel like it has somewhat of a negative context to it but i was like i don't really need to go nowhere i don't n- nothing is so attractive to me right now that i like i need to focus too much on this outside of like the music i'm making right now and a couple other things my vibe is strong right now you know i don't need to leave i was like i just got my own spot i'm trying to make sure that's like comfy i got some good money in my pocket i got I'm, I got some new shoes that were coming in the middle. You know what I'm saying? I didn't like. Of course, you want to treat yourself a little bit, but I was like, nothing, nothing too spectacular is needed when life's kind of been going pretty decent for you. I'm not saying you shouldn't celebrate yourself. Don't get me wrong. I told you I usually celebrate my birthday by going somewhere and doing something and like. But just nothing was really making your heart sing this year. Yeah. You just got into a new spot. You're nesting right now, homie. You're like. You're 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 settling in right now. You're 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 doing you're doing grown man shit. Got to man. You say you got to find joy in things. You know, I was uh finding the difference between joy and happiness. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because you know you can find the joy in little moments, happiness over a long period of time. I'm talking to um I've gotten very close. I'm super big on family. Just so like if you listen to my music, you'll hear me talk about my family like literally almost probably every six bars. But um my little cousins are. Uh, like eight and nine years younger than me so we talk about the difference in perspective and like what would make them happy and then me talking about what made me happy at that age and then same thing and me talking about it now and I was just like you know and I was I was talking to my little cousin he's 19 I was like man you know what made me happy at 19 pussy I was just like pussy yeah weed and money Exactly. I was like having a fake ID so I can get the alcohol and Weezy lie. status. Pussy money weed. Yeah. It's like, pussy money weed is all your boy need. I was like, now I was just like, you know, having more money in my bank account than my bills are due is a great feeling to have. You know what I'm saying? It really is. Um, Having a fridge full of food that's not expiring recently is great. Don't yeah. get me wrong. But, uh, and I'm just obviously just... <laughs> Just throwing some satire too, but you know, I'm just other things make me happy. Like when music career is going well, you know what I'm saying. Me, and my people are doing decent. So the like, whole bunch of things are like trending all in the positive direction mm-hmm. all at once. Yeah, so I've been trying to tell folk like, do what makes you happy. Do it in like you know, sometimes. And I hate to say this, it sounds so typical. Be okay with being disliked for a little bit. Oh man, I tell people it's so funny. I've told my business partner so many times, make some enemies. Be yourself. Like I, like, I get so sick of people bending over backwards for the sake of making the next person happy or for the sake of making sure that that person has no problems with them it's like bro it's it i would much rather you be yourself and you and i have a little bit of friction over whatever than you just like socially chameleon your way through the experience and i not actually be able to get a feel for who you sincerely are because you'd rather just make it through the experience comfortably that's like pussy ass energy dude and i don't fuck with it man like i don't i don't like it and i i think that it's bad for people i think that we i think that we've like mastered the art of politeness and i think that we really need to i think we should be allowed to intellectually gore ideas that deserve it you know what i'm saying like if you if you say something fucking stupid to me i should be able to be like that's a stupid fucking idea you know, but instead, if you were to be like, oh, man, I heard that they found some fucking island that's the sinking continent of Limeria, you know, from I saw it on a YouTube video. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I should I, I'm expected to sit here and go, oh, that's neat. I'm not going to I'm be like, that's a fucking stupid ass idea, you know, and 
I'm I'm all for a good conspiracy. Most there's a lot of conspiracies that are really good. 9/11 was an inside job. My mom was on the first plane to the Middle East. 9/11 was an inside job, boy. Let me tell you. And so it's not like I'm against a good conspiracy. But the point is that I do believe that it's in the best interest of the individual and the species for us to start maybe putting politeness aside and start being real with one another about what is and is not good ideas you know because there's this weird thing happening where we're not all on the same page anymore man like it used to be where everybody was getting their information from the church and everybody was having family dinners at the dinner table every night and so there was this clear mechanism for like the influx of morals and ethics abroad and like they don't teach you morals ethics or logic in school at all and you used to get that at the dinner table and they've effectively destroyed the nuclear family and so like how many how many youngsters you know are actually having family dinner every night dude i can i'll speak on this i was not that kid i'm the definition of a latchkey kid my yeah i was raised by just me and my dad like me and my people like my family's been around the corner my whole life but so I had my my nucleus family is so much bigger because I would have like my grandma, my cousins, my aunt, my mom. Well, the the, the nuclear family is, is I know it's is like the, the father. Mom, yeah, yeah. So, so like that, that, I was saying it's like that's out the window. So know? like it, it's I think what you're saying too because I even uh, I was talking to people about this too. Two of my best friends are nucleus family. They have you know mom and dad stay in the house like their own mom and dad like not not no step people like yeah they got, the, they got the whole thing yeah they had. One of my homies, they had a fucking golden retriever named Buddy, like Air Bud and shit. Nailed you know it. What I'm saying? Nailed it. They're the, killing it. The other two had uh, a fucking um, Alaskan Husky named, guess what? I'll pay $5. You can guess the name. I don't know. Husky. Close. Balto. Oh, my fucking God. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's the, yeah, I know what you're talking about. No, but it was the one off the the Balto, the Disney movie. Though. You think you, you're thinking of the girl, the girl's name of it. Uh, but um, but yeah, man, you and you see how different like their thought process is, how they go about things, how just even how they react in life. Like both of them, we were literally all uh like I mean all same age. All our birthdays are eight some months apart. They are both in the past eight months have gotten married and started. They're that. just on the same trend their whole yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, and it, and it was even. It's it's just funny to watch because me and the conversations me and these two can have are very different than conversations I can have with almost anybody else because not only have they known me for a long enough time to get how I talk they can we have also lived a good enough life all around to be able to speak our perspectives on certain things to be subjective and objective I can yeah. even bring them almost an abstract idea of a question and we can fill in the question. And then get to discussing it. You know what I'm yeah, saying? And, yeah. they, and uh, they're one. They are maybe like eight people I know like that in my whole life. But I forgot where I was going with that conversation. That's all good, man. Yeah. Uh, it's good to have good people around who you can have good conversations with. Uh, so one thing that I've been meaning to ask you is uh, because we talked about my psychedelic experiences. Have you ever done any psychedelics? Yeah, you know I've done a couple. Uh, I haven't. It's probably been. When was the last time I took? Sure. I think maybe within the past like eight months or so, when last time it was hot, so maybe like ten. I haven't. I was on the shrooms for a little bit. I can't lie, cause I didn't take it. So my first one ever was probably my first week of being like nineteen or something like that. I took acid, and my, all my friends were like, "We were gonna go to a party, 
and never That's left. the wrong plan. This is already a bad plan. So, so, this, is the, so this is before we got to get acid. So. Or just, just for the sake of everybody, right? Like, if you're going to take acid, don't go to a party. Oh, no, definitely. So we were going to go to a party. We were like, let's get lit. For some reason, the party... So we're like 19, obviously. So we're like as broke as a goddamn joke. So we had no money to One get into this party. y'all works at Taco Bell. Yeah, n- none of us have no jobs. We're all like just... Excellent. Let's uh, let's chill. Uh, until one of my friends, Camo, uh, fucking, uh, I forgot his I forgot his DJ name. I can shout it out right now. But well, Indigo Camo is his uh, his Instagram handle. But uh, he was like, "Well, we can get acid if y'all want." And they all were like, "Bet, bet." I'd never done it before. And as you can kind of tell, bro, his earlier conversations, if I don't know something, I'm going to kind of tell you or at least ask you to explain it to me. I'm not going to be like, yeah, bro, let's, yeah. Yeah, you were very, very open and honest about not knowing what you don't know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's chill. And it's chill. Yeah, you can, I'm not going to lie. Like, that could be a million-dollar question. Like, no. And But they're like, I never. I was like, I've never done it. Like, bet, let's do it. So we took three off rip. First time doing it, I just took three because that's what they were doing. So I was like, well, I don't want to seem like a pussy. So, you know, give me three, too. And when I tell you that, that is the most memorable night of my life, man. We walked around campus, like it had just kind of rained a little bit. There was just like, wow, you, you know, you feel the pulsating everything. Like you're at one, it feels like your brain just gets up and just a, yeah, 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 fuck yeah. And it was, it was awesome, man. So I had to ask it a couple times in, and I kind of stopped for a while, man. I feel like. I was getting that taste on my tongue for a while, like just that, mm-hmm. that eerie feeling. Just, mm-hmm. and then the same thing. I gave. I played the Oculus for too long, <laughs> but um, <laughs> but then uh, I started taking shrooms a couple years ago too. And the bad thing is, I started microdosing with it for a while. So I have like phases to where like I'll do it, and then a couple of my friends are also. I have a lot of DJ friends from like club DJs, like festival DJs, stuff of that nature. So DJs get you in the most trouble. Because their job is so fun. They have a super hard job. And when they're great at it, they're fucking great at it. You know what I'm saying? Plus they have the right spinning and shit like that. And so when I entertain, I can be a lit. I like to be a little lit, but not too much. I even like to almost sober up during my set just to kind of get through a little. You like to come into it lit and then come down and like yeah. make sure you're fucking whatever you're closing it's my, down. It's a... You know, it's your job. You know what I'm saying? You come here to perform. They book you for this. They do you for this. So, in my opinion, I take it professionally. The profession allows me some leniency. But DJs, there's us as well. But they it's just fucking. They're just on three tabs of LSD fucking spinning <laughs> records. <laughs> Taking another one while they're doing it. Taking shots. And it's just, dear Lord. But your DJ friends will get you fucked up, man. Shout out to all of them. I need more DJ friends. You do, man. I promise you. And they're great people, man. It, I went to a party the other day with uh, with some DJs uh, through Ozzy, actually, and they were all really nice people, and we were able to connect online, but I, I, I never followed up with any of them like I said I was going to because, uh, man, life slapped me in the face, bro. Like uh, I've had some wild shit go down, but uh, either way, that's <laughs> all secondary. But uh, the only time that I've ever really hung out with them on a personal level was like, a really good time. They're great, man. I've known uh, half my DJ friends I met before they were DJs. And they were just, uh, ironically, there were people that just really loved music. I mean, like, that makes sense. Like, and they didn't. I mean, I feel like I feel like categorically, every DJ is someone who really loves music. That's true. Some people do it for the gimmick, though. Like, do you remember when everyone wanted to be a photographer for like that whole three year span? Yeah. And remember whenever people were dressing up like clowns and scaring shit out of people? Dude, remember when Tiger King was the shit? 
<laughs> I thought he was going to get out of jail. We had, all did for a little a bit. He had a limo waiting for him, bro. Dude. He didn't get out that limo. He rented that limo for nothing. Dude. I, oh, my God. <laughs> Poor Tiger guy. was really a thing for Poor a while. Guy. Dude. He got his little 15 minutes, but he was in jail for it. Is he's he? old as shit, and he's fucking not able to do meth. I'm certain his body literally ran on amphetamine. Dude. So, uh, your your mushrooms endeavors recently. What's like the what's the most like important trip you ever had? Have you ever had anything that was really introspective and that like mattered, and you felt like you learned something from? So all of them, I don't. I've always been a very intuitive person. Mm-hmm. Like even before I knew the names of what all these isms and ologies and theories were called, I kind of feel like my even as a child, my mind kind of figured it out. Like I remember being probably four or five, and so I hate spiders. I, like I have arachnophobia, so I'll say that. But I don't ever try to kill them. I try to get them out of the house. I'm one of those people. Screw me, sue me, hate me, whatever. That's what I do. But um, my people. That's oh, very kind. Whatever. <laughs> Fucking people. Like yeah. Anybody who's like gonna hate on someone for being kind is just a fuckboy. So my uh my grandma was like, why don't you like, you hate him? Why don't you just like kill him? I was like, cause what if. When I die, I come back as a spider and I kill myself. And she and she looked at me. She's like, "You know what that is?" I was like, "No." She's like, "You know what reincarnation is?" I was like, "No." And she that's when she told me what it was. I was like, "Oh well, yeah, that's how I feel." Bro, what a fucking trip to come back as a spider that you crushed to experience yourself crushing you, bro. Mm. That was really my thought as like a four to five year old man. That's a very fucking like poignant. Mm fucking ironic way like that's some like real like how the universe works shit like that's some that's some slippery shit you're on it you're on it for your four-year-old brain was like yeah on it bro dude so big respect to four-year-old <laughs> so uh, a lot of stuff like that i've always had like deep i feel like i always unlock a new chapter in my life it'll be like it'll always unlock something deeper about myself and something right in the moment you know what i'm saying you, you ain't ever done any dmt i haven't done dmt i have not done dmt I may or may not have DMT. Hmm. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll maybe we'll talk more after the podcast about some stuff that can happen. Um, so yeah, maybe maybe next time we get on the podcast, we'll have a new experience to talk about. Definitely. But uh, outside of that, there's a silly idea that I think is will be a fun way for us to kind of close down the podcast. I can. Uh, do you have any uh, any ideas for movies? Like, like if you could just snap your fingers and make one dope ass movie that like you've had on your mind for a long time, what would it be? Dude, if you, if I had my old phone, I probably had like three or four kind of ideas. I tell you what I can do is I can tell you mine and you can stew on it for a second. Cause I have a dope ass idea that I've been, that I've been, I've had canned for a while. Okay. I'm listening. Or, or do you want to go for it? No, I'm listening to yours first. I'm listening okay, to yours first. Cool. So. Have you seen the movie The Town with Ben Affleck and them? They're like bank robbers and they're like anti-heroes, but they're good guys. Everybody loves them. I thought that was with Johnny Depp, but the same similar kind of movie, right? The po- so that's public. So the point is that like you know, there's like gangsters who do thug ass criminal shit, but they're only ripping off like corporations and people and things that are doing like morally bad things in the first place. And it's not like they're like going out as moralists but like you know you're like robbing the bank you're not really hurting nobody you're just like taking from like the money printer you know and like fuck the banks you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so like you could you could get behind like a group of bank robbers who were like trill motherfuckers who like 
shot straight and we're just you know like not hurting nobody like you know you can imagine the situation you know we're like yeah you can get behind these guys right and like you build up this like love for them right and all of a sudden they start getting fucking like hunted down by something out of the shadows bro like big scary like big big scary energy bro and like after like three or four of them go down it's revealed that it's fucking batman (laughs) 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 it's batman's origin story bro i'm batman it's like he just finally like after like there's one left he just like steps out of the shadows and reveals himself and like he just socks him in the fucking face and the screen goes white and that's the end of the movie for all I give a fuck. I don't know how it needs to end, but the point is that it's a <laughs> the point is that it's a it's a movie where you develop a bunch of love for some anti heroes and it takes a horror turn and it's like a one of the like real suspenseful, don't see the actual monster type of horror flicks, and then it's revealed towards the end that it's Batman and it can be spun that it's Batman's origin story, right? Like mm. if he just came back, there could be like little nods to it, like while they're like planning their next fucking bank robbery, they could be uh, there could be like something on the news in the background about how a billionaire eccentric billionaire comes back from going missing on hiatus for years. You know what I'm saying? Like one of them could be like, that could be our next like if a stupid ass billionaire came back from his yacht party for two years, we could get that motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? And just like throw little nods at it and yeah. then like You uh, can't do too much though. You can't say Gotham for anything. No, 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 no. Can you ne- can't like none of the big it has to be very subtle yeah. like hints you so, drop. So one of the things I thought is that uh maybe like the, the big bad who runs the bank could be the penguin. Mm. you know what i'm saying and that could be revealed like at the very end after like maybe like after because like, they're good guys right like the guys he's going after are good guys maybe after he like gets the last one he like who's your boss and he's like it's the penguin and then or like it's this guy and then like it reveals him you know he's been like in the shadows the whole time and it reveals the penguin right? like <laughs> doing his little <laughs> penguin laugh or something and like he could like some lightning could crash and you could see his face for a second and the movie ends right and it's like shown how like crime was running rampant in this city and Batman comes in and like it's the first time anyone's really experiencing him. End of the movie, you get the bat signal. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I can see it. I can see it. I fuck with Batman. It's Bruce Wayne. You know what I'm saying? That'd be interesting. I've always wanted a movie where Batman is like the horror antagonist. Like I, I, I like because every time that you watch a Batman movie, right, and like Batman drops in, you're like. Fuck yeah, Batman! You know what I'm saying? Like, I want the terror that the bad guys feel when Batman drops in. I want you to feel that. I want you to be like, oh, fuck, it's Batman. Like, I want like, I want you to feel that. You know what I'm saying? I, and no one's ever been able to fucking nail that, bro. And, like, I'm telling you, bro. Like, it needs to be like, you need to shit a brick when you see it's Batman. <laughs> like, it needs to be like, oh, my fucking God, we're fucked. Batman's coming for us type energy. Dude, that's why that's I can say legitimately I did not think that was coming. Um, so I've damn, that's a good one. Only because I'm such a big Batman fan, that's kind of got me. Bro, Batman with prep time, no one can take him. No one takes Batman. Oh with no, prep no, time. easily. And they've 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 already ran the test. Like we know, like <laughs> it's low diff, bro. If he's if you give Batman enough prep time, he's taking down Galactus. It'll make a fuck. Oh, bro, he's. Dude, I don't know if you've gotten into like uh, the DC fifty two universe, like those animated. Uh, no, I haven't. So I haven't really. I, I'm not too big. A, again, I do drugs and meditate. Oh, like yeah. so, I'm I'm real like under a rock. So you just have to enlighten me. No, so like DC fifty two, they're like some of the newer animated movies. I think so. DC kills 
on their animated shit. Everything I've heard it, as much. They are. I mean, like going back to the old Justice League. Like we all watched that as a kid. You know what I'm saying? Like the DC animated universe is by far like their. My favorite was the old school, real, real dark Batman uh, cartoon. Ooh, I but, liked Batman Beyond. That was my not Batman Beyond the. Where it was like the one that came on Sunday mornings. It was real dark. Like, yeah. like it was like it, the that, future. It was like the future Batman. He was like Bruce Wayne was like an older guy, and he had yeah. like yeah, yeah, that was the shit. Batman yeah, Beyond. I'm telling you, so like I'm telling you, like Batman Beyond, how they depicted him like in the shadows and real dark like that. I think mm-hmm. that's what inspired my like horror Batman kick. Like I really, really think he'd be done right. Dude, so I've so I've been thinking about. It. I can remember one. I don't have so much of the of the of the. I have the plot and what I would like it to be. I don't have too much of the intro, but pretty much it would just be kind of somebody it can be a man or a woman and they're kind of just kind of going around in a dizzy state and you kind of see them necessarily committing too many hard crimes they're just kind of figuring things out but they're almost how do I say this they're not trying to right wrongs they feel like they have almost this angelic feeling of having to be like a, a savior complex but they feel like they're doing right by people they're, sure sure they feel like oh they're feeling like this is the best thing like I'm Helping people with these little... I know what's best, and I'm doing right by everybody. Mm-hmm. And then I would like us to... And see, I'm even saying too much. I would like it to be like, even it predict it portrays to us, like, this person is right. And, like, you would see online... You would see uh, throughout, like... How do I say this? This is why I should have my old phone. That's why you should always... Always say everything is in Apple Notes. But... You kind of go throughout, and then you kind of hear his perspective. Like, okay, this this is going wrong. It kind of had to be almost like a dystopian type of situation. You know what I'm saying? So sure. It would be more, more. We could understand more of his morality. And pretty much, you go throughout the whole thing, and you pretty much figure out like he is the villain. He is trying to stop. Okay. Neat. Fuck yeah. Yes, yeah, so I need to figure out. I had a whole thing on my notes one day. I was, I was really high. You always gotta get. I get sometimes. So I'll like literally talk, like the text in my phone. That's I don't, great. I don't text like. That as fast as I would like to talk, so I'm just like, that is, you know what I'm saying? Yada, 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 woo wop de bam, shooby doop, doop, doop. Yeah. That's how I get my shit. That's perfect. It's a perfect tool. Yeah. But I heard, I saw one on Twitter, so I'm, I'm just going to say this was, I'm not going to say this was mine. I saw it on Twitter probably a year or so. But a neat cool. idea that you saw that you'd yes. like to toy with. Yes, no. And I'm even going to say it almost verbatim. It was like, a, it's like an eccentric billionaire. He's dying, like some death. He can't cure it he's tried things he has no family so eccentric billionaire diagnosed with uncurable death yeah that's pretty much the whole gist of it and he puts like all his fortune in like a giant blimp something of that nature and he pretty much drops all the money over like an unnamed big town whether it be new york chicago houston any city you want and it's like the money's for free. Whoever wants to take it can take it. But there's, I mean, he's a billionaire, so it's enough money for almost any, like, if everyone got, like, a $1,000, you know what I'm saying? But, everyone, it's a full, legit free-for-all. Yeah. And so people start going crazy just to get all the money. And so you'd probably see the worst of people where someone's just trying to do a nice thing would be the billionaire, and you would see the worst of humanity. Like, imagine, like, a purge in a situation, you know what I'm saying? Because I'll be, like, hundred, like, so if it's a billionaire dropping it, I'm assuming it's all $100, you know what I'm saying? So just... I think you would very much see this as a dichotomy of everyone, like just doing a night. I mean, deed. it would black out the sky. Oh, just. Yeah. Can you imagine that? I mean, I would try to get at least five hundred. I mean, I'd just get what was near me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wouldn't like truck no old ladies, but like, if there's a money grab, I'm gonna grab it. But Ugh. I'm gonna truck one old lady. 
I mean, if she, des- if she deserves it. I was like, if she deserves it. Bro, I'm going to tell you what, one time, this is a real story. It was, And this is one of the last times I ever went and never did anything on Black Friday because it made me really upset. Uh, me and my buddy Ethan, shout out Ethan, we're going to get a TV at the Walmart actually here in town. And, uh, you know, we'd been there since the start. We were like, you know, halfway through the line. You know what I'm saying? Like halfway in, like we were, we were in the middle of the line. And, uh, and before long, you know, after they'd, after they'd said it was capped out, right? Like they're like, no more people, right? And they started coming through and counting everybody, making sure they had the right number of people. And I realized they were counting me. And I was just there with my buddy for him to buy a TV. Like he just didn't want to come alone. It was whatever. I worked overnight. So like, cool, whatever. We're getting up. Early. Wasn't getting up early. It was the end of my night. And, uh. I was like, well, shit, whatever. Like, what am I supposed to do? Be like, well, actually, I'll get someone else in line. Y'all go help somebody. No. And so, uh, like five minutes later, a gentleman walked up and says, is this the line? I said, yeah. So was it all full? And I said, actually, there's one available spot. Mine. You know, you can step in line and have it here. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, and bro, people threw the biggest fit. They were like, well, a lady literally told me I was going to go to hell for that. <laughs> and I was, I tried to explain, like, look they've already counted me like it's not like I, it's not like it's not like the person at the back of the line isn't going to get a tv because i let him in like he's like he's just getting a tv that's already been accounted for it, like he could step to the back i guess if you really want him to like it doesn't matter no they said they've got 150 tvs he's person 150 he just happens to be in the middle of the line chill out suck it up bro old ladies will literally use that diction against you i was at my dad's friend's wedding this is like two three years like this is BC before Corona. It's like 2018, and we were at a wedding, and they were literally getting married. It's it's like a there. He's a pilot, so it's like a beachfront wedding. It's small as hell. Like there's more people in the wedding than watching the wedding. Yeah. So one of my dad's friends, who's also a mutual friend of the of the groom, he went to beach wedding. So we're all in like linens, t- like not t-shirts, but you you've we've all been on the beach, motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? We've I know all, what you're saying. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then the guy comes up. He's loud as fuck. I mean, he's. He's one of those eccentric motherfuckers. Hey, how you doing? What's up? Ah, I mean, he's a real southern guy. We call yeah. him Cheesy. His, that's his nickname is Cheesy. Jesus Christ. See, so he's just talking. So he's like, just during the wedding, he comes, sits down, being like, and we're all, keep on, we're all beach attire, but we're all dressed decent. This guy's in a tank top, red basketball shorts, Jordan slides. I'm just like, come on. So he's on the phone talking to someone during the wedding. And I'm like, jeez, don't talk during the wedding, man. Like, they're literally getting married right now. The groom's mom turns around and looks at us. She said, there's a special place in heaven for people like you. And it turns back around. And I'm stunned. I'm like, I'm telling him to turn the phone off. And then secondly, I'm like, did she mean hell? Cause nope. it, she said there's a special place in heaven for people like you. So I'm like, is is that good? Is because she said it hella angrily, so I'm just like, no, I don't shit, that's her way of being like, You're a fuckboy, but I forgive you. Yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> I was just like, you know what? And so That's some hit. real bless your heart energy, bro. In fact, I was just like, um, thank you. And so I, I think I got super drunk, but I mean, that's how it really was, you know. But, dude, it's all about presentation, bro. But older Southern people will love to throw that at you, bro. Like, you're going to hell. Bless your heart, I swear to God. Your mother's a slut. Like, they'll always listen to that <laughs> at you. Yeah, bro. Old, it's just older conservative folk in general are tripping. Uh I mean, but so I think it's older, like liberal folk are tripping too. I feel like, bro, 
if you wow. if you're i feel like if you're politically aligned you're tripping oh, like yeah. like the people on the far left are insane people on the far right are insane and the people in the middle don't get to be in the middle because if you're in the middle you're a bigot to the ones on the left or you're a, a, a libtard to the one on, to the ones on the right like centrists have become isolated and like bro the average person like there's some stuff that happens on the left side that like everybody wants like everybody wants their gay friends to be able to take their weed plants with their guns right and like that requires both sides you know put what I'm that saying? on a fucking shirt yes uh, bro is it is this a fucking running thing every know, every episode i do people are like you put that on a shirt i swear that's like three or four in a row bro, if you don't if fucking you, i will i swear to god that shit's fucking crazy I got 50 bucks, what's up? That's what I want to put on a t-shirt. Um, but what, what, what was I saying? I've, everyone wants their gay friends to be able to protect their weed with their guns. Yeah. Yeah, that's a shirt. Yeah, well, and it's the truth. It's the real truth. Like, and But that requires some stances that are on the left and some stances that are on the right, and you don't get it all if you're on either end of the spectrum, right? And like, you don't get any of it if you're in the middle, right? Oh, definitely. So, it's just a it's just a weird thing where like uh there's like a thousand dudes on an island who run the planet and they've like got this thing down like oh they, like they, they've they've got this shit down bro like that soon zoo was writing about the profitability of selling spears four thousand years ago and people were instigating wars for the sake of selling spears and so like bro people been people been illuminati in it since fucking before before the thought of an, an Illuminati ever even existed. so Run the money, bro. Like If you follow the money, you'll always find where everything's happening for a reason. Why it's just gone on this way, why you can't find this no more, why they change this up, why who's buying who. You realize half these folks are marrying like the uh, their best friend's sister's daughter with their other cousin's sons. They're all keeping them. Like, they're not going too far from each other either. Like Best believe that. Like People get so amazed because like, I don't know if you've been on that Twitter like Martin Lawrence's daughter is about to marry Eddie Murphy's son. They've all people have been like, "Oh my god, they think it's so crazy." It's like arranged, bro. Because so, so to me, I think it's so funny because I'm like, okay, like yes, they're two rich and famous people that we know's kids getting married. But I'm like, bro, you know how many fucking rich kids I know marrying other people's rich fucking kids? I was like, this shit is not. People think because in the media, like I have this long theory that really anybody. And so keep 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 with me here. People get so mad at Nepo babies, and I think, so like in the film industry, we see it right, don't get wrong, it's true, but really anybody could slightly be a nepotism baby if you just was really willing to grind it out. Like if your dad's like, like so my dad's a nurse, you know what I'm saying, but he also does real estate, he does, uh, he's also, uh, we're blue collar family as well, my uncle does AC. So if I wanted to, bro, I could really just do AC. My uncle has a good company, you know what I'm saying, like decent company, they're not like rich, they don't have 30 cars, they've made an all right living in middle class America. If me... And his two sons really just stuck to it. One of us got a business degree and did, and still got certified. If we all got certified and just picked some other field to go into, bro, in the next 30 years, we could have been like the next big AC people in Texas. So then our kids could be nepo. You, you can be a nepotism baby by any mean, any way it means. People just don't want to be famous nepotism babies. And yeah, yeah. That's the thing. People like uh, people, Yeah, people get so mad. Oh, they're... And don't get me wrong, I guess, even though I do music, I do get upset, like, oh, like, you know, that's someone's father, someone's dad, like, it's gonna happen fucking regardless. There's there's doctors whose dads were doctors. There's lawyers whose parents were lawyers. Like, fucking figure it out. Suck it by the, you know what I'm saying? Take it how it is. Like, if your dad did this, or your parents, your, if your uncle was a farmer, bro, 
Go to A&M, be an agricultural development motherfucker. Like, help. If you really want to double down on this shit, people keep talking about a lot, like the generational wealth and all this shit. Like, bro, we can really all be about that, but people just don't want to do that. Well, man, what, if, if you're really about that life, we need to do what the Jews do and do the bar mitzvahs. We need to, we need to all gang up and chip in for our kids, you know, whenever they turn 18, slide them some cash, hook them, you know, hook, you know, we all get together. Whoever's got the best business savvy, let them be their little mentor, you know what I'm saying? Whoever's got the best you know, who uh, experience and whatever they're interested in, let them be their other mentor. You know what I'm saying? Like set these kids up with some cash and some mentors and some guidance and like, you know, do it fucking right. Not just all of us on islands, raising kids by ourselves and hoping for the best. You know what I'm saying? Like we gotta, we gotta gang up as people. If we really, if we really want to do it, uh, they, there's a saying that says it takes a, it takes a village to raise a child. And like, there's something to that, bro. And like, uh, we can't all be on little digital islands and expect for for love to win out. We gotta we gotta really hug each other in real life and and gang up and you know we're bro it's life's hard for for men especially bro. We all gotta gang up and fucking be here for each other and fucking get through this shit, bro. That's what it's about. Like for real, for real. I, I love you to pieces. I love everybody who's listening to pieces. I know, and uh, and I love everybody. And so everybody needs to know that. And like we need more of that shit. And so I don't know. I just hope that. Everybody who's hearing that knows that it's true. I hope you hear that and know that it's true. And that, like, bro, it's gang gang. Like, we're going to fucking bro. get through this whole thing together for real. For real. There's a quote from Ram Das that says, we're all just walking each other home. Mm. You know? And if we all just had that energy where we're just, man, just all getting each other where we're going together, man, shit could be so much more comfortable. And so, hopefully, we can create those type of positive vibes to this podcast, man big positive vibes in the podcast you know what i'm saying well i feel like that's a, a reasonable enough place to stop it why don't you give everybody one more shout out of who you are uh, and where they can find you online how they can support you online online and abroad i got you big bet so say it's vante galaxy one more time at uh, all my social medias that's v-o-n-t-a-y i'm not signing i'm read it over again v-o-n-t-a-y g-a-l-a-x-y you can support the comedy page at Half Baked Comedy to like half dot baked dot comedy, and um, if you see me in Austin, buy me a drink. You know what I'm saying? That's gang gang, guys. I appreciate y'all so much for tuning in. Uh, this is Joshua, as always, the ones who woke up podcast. We'll catch you on the next one. Peace. <laughs>